This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Find easy ways to store your outdoor tools and accessories at Menards. Suncast provides high quality and easy to assemble storage. Suncast storage sheds are the perfect solution for organizing and protecting your outdoor tools and equipment. Plus, their all-weather construction is low maintenance. Explore all our outdoor storage options in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Hello and welcome back to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I'm Rylan Siles and with me, back from his sabbatical, is Grant Tuttle. We both missed a few shows uh, in the past few months, in the past month really, uh, but we're back now. We're ready to rock and roll. Grant, Hello, how are you doing everyone. I am doing well. Got a new car, started grad school, got engaged. Uh, you name it, I've probably done it in the last month. So yeah, it's been hectic, but we're ready to get back into our... Threw his name in the presidential races. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about upcoming presidential stuff. But you know what? We are um, not going to discuss this on this podcast because people will disagree with me. So I I don't need any more Twitter hate than I've already gotten about my Jalen Ramsey take. So, anyway, let's move in to the news. We'll get into that a little bit later. Let's do that. But first... Like Julie Chen on Big Brother. Who all watches Big Brother out there? Let me know, at Ryland underscore Styles on Twitter. But first, what kind of car did you get? I got a 2008 Kia Sportage. Now, it might not sound special, but it is seven years newer than the car that I had before and has 105,000 less miles on it. So, pretty big for me. Not as important to other people. But, hey, I like it. Hey, as long as you're happy, I'm happy, and I'm sure everyone across Chiefs Kingdom is happy that we're back on the air because, I mean, what other Chiefs content do you ever consume yeah. besides Yeah, Grant we're important. That? Very important. We're very important. At least that's what we tell <laughs> that's ourselves. That's what my mom tells me. Yeah, that's, that's what our parents tell us, so it has to be true because parents <laughs> never lie. Now, except about Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and things. Anyway... Let's get into the Chiefs news, because that's what everyone's here for. If you haven't heard by now, it was extension season for everyone except for Chris Jones, as Mitchell Schwartz got an extension through 2021 for $11.2 million. Grant, I think that this move really needs no commentary from us, because it's simply a perfect move by the Chiefs, the right decision. Arguably, he's still underpaid, it's, it's a beautiful move. What do you think? Yeah, so uh, I think Brett Veach is, follows me on Twitter because uh, I was calling for this last last season. I was saying this guy deserves a raise. This guy deserves an extension. Give it to him as soon as possible. Now, they did that. Um, they signed him to for an extra year. Uh, but I would say this is an incredible uh, this is an incredible uh, value for the Chiefs because not only is Schwartz the best right tackle in football, I would argue he's one of the best overall offensive linemen in football 
Um, and so he's the one that gave Frank Clark the most trouble last year. Uh, he gave Von Miller a headache last year where Von Miller just couldn't quite get to Mahomes, uh, a la the, the left-handed pass, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, Schwartz uh, is the guy, and uh, I'm glad that he's going to be sticking around a little longer in Kansas City. You know, I think about that left-handed pass once a day. I don't think that that's healthy, but <laughs> uh, I do. I, I think of the, uh, so the, uh, the one throw across the body uh, to Tyree Kill um, against Baltimore. That's the that one. really nails it down. The one where he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolls out to his. I can't remember. Yeah, it was against. It was to his right. Just kind of threw across his body after the yeah. no look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure people remember what I'm talking On about. On fourth down, too. Yeah, the fourth down. Fourth down and five. Oh my goodness! Isn't it so great to actually have a quarterback in Kansas City? Well, I remember like having uh, Matt Castle. I mean, that was just. I mean, things are different now. It's nice to to have a change. And speaking of that, this is not on our show notes, by the way, but you know me. I always like to get us off on tangents. When exactly does that change where the conversation isn't, isn't it nice to, or can you believe that Patrick Mahomes is, is the Chiefs quarterback, to just it being a matter of fact? Is it five years, ten years? How long does it take to just say, okay, this is who the Chiefs are now? Well, I think it. anytime there's a culture shift, it takes a little while. Patrick Mahomes obviously didn't start until last season when he won MVP. Um, I think that the next, if he was to win MVP again this year, I think that that would just become expected. Uh, I think that if you're, if you're insinuating like, um, when do we start viewing the Chiefs like people viewed uh, Peyton Manning and the Colts? Uh, I would say probably a year or two still because uh, people are still caught off guard. I'm still seeing these weird tweets about people saying well this can't last this isn't he's there's nothing unique or special about Patrick Mahomes and that's that's pretty silly uh, uh, I, I think that you're gonna see it time and time again and people are gonna hate playing the Chiefs the way that people hated playing Peyton Manning and play, hated playing playing against uh, Tom Brady so and hate currently playing against Tom Brady so I think that that's just a matter of time Yeah, I just, I agree. First of all, the people who think that Patrick Mahomes is going to regress are just stupid. Sure, he might not throw 50 touchdowns, but he doesn't do anything exploitable. Like, there's nothing you can watch him go and say, okay, this is terrible, this is awful. Yeah. Like, he's going to have a bad game in his career, absolutely. But he's not like RG3, where RG3 burst onto the scene as a rookie and was explosive and dynamic and had all these things that were not substantial and could not last. They physically could not last. That arm is not going anywhere. Yeah. And and, and his ability to create for himself and his, his ability to throw with different arm angles isn't going anywhere. And those are benefits. Those aren't bad habits. He only uses them in times where he needs to use them. His, his different arm, arm angles, I mean. I mean, this guy is legit, and, and obviously all the Chiefs' bad history is not washed away due to one year where they almost won the AFC Championship. But in a few years, I think it needs to shift from the same old Chiefs or, wow, this is really cool, to, okay, this is expected. How are they going to improve from here? And I do think it's getting there. It's just funny that even I catch myself saying, 
wow, can you believe this? And you're entering year three of Mahomes' career, but obviously only really year two because he didn't play uh, but one game in his rookie year. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm thrilled. Uh, I mean, I think that if there's a fan base that deserves <laughs> a good quarterback other than maybe the Cleveland Browns, uh, Kansas City's the fan base. Who got their guy? <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, Baker's good. Baker's good. People... He's not Mahomes good, though, and that has really upset me as people comparing the two. He's not even in the stratosphere no. of Mahomes, but he's very and good. I think Baker Baker has a a high ceiling, um, per se, but I also think he has a much lower floor. Uh, if I feel like if you if he just got found himself in the wrong situation at some point in his career, things may deteriorate. Um, but that being said, he's in great prime position right now with Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham to throw to so um, yeah I, I think that his the trajectory of his career uh, is really good but I still don't think his talent level matches up with um, the best of the best which is Patrick Mahomes yeah I don't think he's ever going to be in the elite category unless quarterback play just falls off a cliff but I think he can always be in the above-average to very good yeah. categories, uh, depending, of course, on the circumstances around him. But Mahomes is elite no matter what team you put him on. I mean, he's going to be elite. Yeah. So th- that's kind of the difference for me anyway in between telling if someone's elite or not. And I don't know how this turned into a Baker Mayfield versus Mahomes debate, but we can get back on topic with the extensions for everyone except for Chris Jones. Harrison Bucker signed a five-year, $20 million Yay, extension. Kickers. Now, we all know Harrison Butker. Yes, kickers are people, too, for the brand. Shout out Pat McAfee. But we all know that Harrison Butker's legit. Like, he, he's, I mean, it sounds kind of silly to say this, but is he the best Chiefs kicker of all time? I mean, I can't really think of, of somebody who I have ever felt more well, confident in. I mean, and maybe in our lifetimes he is. I mean, Carlo, uh, Santos, maybe. I mean, you felt confident about him until he got you know towards the end of his career with the Chiefs anyway because he obviously played afterward. But, yeah, I, I, obviously we don't know how the kicking was before we were I was alive. Say, but and we're two all really time, young guys, so all time <laughs> is pretty pretty heavy because I mean they had Morton Anderson and Morton Anderson was like one of the greatest kickers to ever grace the earth. Um, so and Jan Stenerud, that's yeah. that's another guy. I mean, uh, as long as you're not saying something about Lynn Elliott, you know a lot about kickers, is. huh? I I know a lot about Chiefs history. It's uh, my dad was. Uh, first became a fan uh, the first year they went to the Super Bowl and they won it uh, against their their first Super Bowl, I should just say, when they beat the Purple People Eaters, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And so I know a lot about their history, a lot about their um, best players and yada, yada, yada. But um, as long as it's not Lynn Elliott, I think everybody's pretty cool with kickers in Kansas City. But, I mean, like Morton Anderson, Jan Stenerud, those are the kind of guys that I would say are definitely a tier above Butker because they're Hall of Famers, I'm pretty sure. Well, to my larger point about this, they just signed a kicker for five years, $20 million. Now, I don't care about the money. I care about the length. Because we've seen kickers just fall off and just get the yips and, and, and kind of forget you know, how to kick, literally. I mean, I look at uh, the kicker from Florida State, whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce right now because I'm scatterbrained. But, I mean, that kid got into the NFL after being one of the best college kickers ever and was terrible. Yeah. 
And I don't think it's going to happen with Harrison Bucker. But five years is a long time to invest in a kicker. Now, obviously, this contract's going to be really easy to get out of if he does start sucking. But it's just something interesting that you don't really see kickers getting locked up for so much money and so much and so much of a length of time. But hey, I mean, like I said, I've never trusted a kicker in big spots more than Harrison Bucker. Whenever he goes out there, I'm thinking put the points on the board yeah, already. No. And that's normally not how I am as a fan. I'm normally the pessimist. I'm normally the, okay, this is all going to go terribly wrong. But there's something about when buttkicker.com goes out there, I'm like, okay, we've got it. We've you got know, the I points. remember having a kind of confidence with Ryan Suckup like that. Um, but definitely Butker is a an upgrade over Cairo Santos. I think Santos plays for, like, Tampa Bay now or something like that. Um, but, like, Butker, uh, he has a, a very straight kick. A lot of times they don't really um, hook like you see with certain kickers. Now, I remember when Santos first started kicking for the Chiefs, he kicked knuckleballs, and it was the most frightening thing ever. Uh, so it is nice to have a kicker who you have confidence in, and I think that's kind of what they're banking on is that he'll continue on the path that he did in his first two years as a chief. Well, we've talked about two guys who did get extensions. Let's talk about somebody who did not. Chris Jones so far has not gotten an extension, and he's elected to hold out. He skipped OTAs and the mandatory minicamp. I'm sure he'll hold out into training camp if there's no deal done. Is this a big deal or no deal? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say um, it's going to be a big deal. Uh, it, I, I mean, if we're talking about big deal that he's holding out, it's not a big deal. Um, but I'm saying he's going to get a big deal. Uh, it's just a matter of time. They've been in discussion. Um, Chris Jones wants it now. The Chiefs are a little hesitant. That's understandable. Uh, given that they paid Eric Berry a boatload of cash and he um, just kind of got injured and was never around. I mean, you pay, you want to pay your up-and-comers, but you got to be cautious, and so that's what the Chiefs are doing. Chris Jones wants his money now. Uh, I think that ultimately he'll get it before the season starts. Um, so, yeah, but I, I think that they need to be strategic about it because obviously they're going to want to add a, another corner uh, a la Jalen Ramsey, but that's just me. You cannot stop teasing that segment coming up. Goodness well, gracious! I, I, it's kind of been my thing for the last week, and people <laughs> have uh, poo pooed on it. So, yeah, you got on Bleach Report. Shout out! Shout out Bleach Report. By the way, pick up the podcast next time. Bleach <laughs> Report. Uh, but, but uh, for me, it's not a big deal. I mean, player holdouts to me aren't very important. Um, you know, there's certain positions where, like, if Mahomes was holding out, sure, you'd like him to get more timing with his receivers or vice versa. Uh, but, I mean, he's a defensive lineman. I mean, he'll be ready to play. He's still working out. He's not literally holding out and, like, sitting on his couch eating Fritos. He'll be fine, and he'll be dominant. And come October, we won't even remember that he held out. And so I don't think it's a big deal at all. Should the Chiefs pay him? Yeah. I mean, it de- I mean, it obviously depends. We'll talk about that in a second. But for his production, yeah, I think so. And I think he's still going to perform at that level for quite some time. So I don't think the investment will go bad. Uh, But anyway, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, I don't think any player holding out is a big deal because just like it's a business for the team, it's also a business for the players. So if they don't want to go to training camp, they don't got to go to training camp. I mean, 
how cool would it have been in high school if you were just like, well, I don't want to go to these summer workouts, so I'm just going to sit at home. Like, it's, it's, it's pretty cool that they have that power, and obviously they're not literally sitting at home doing nothing. I mean, yeah, he's going to be ready to play. I, I, it, I, I would like to know how often teams have not signed players that have had 15 and a half sacks the season before. Um, I would say it's pretty rare that they would just let them sit and uh, sit the season out. The obvious exception to this rule would be on the offensive side of the football with Le'Veon Bell, um, but that was so talked about because it literally never happened. Um, So it, it would be very, very unlikely that the Chiefs would refrain from signing Chris Jones to get him on the field. Yeah, at the end of the day, Chris Jones is going to make an impact on the Chiefs. Now, that could mean that the Chiefs don't sign him, and they deal him for somebody else. And then that player is the impact for the Chiefs. Or more realistically, I think, it could be that they just sign him and go on about their way. But but both sides right now are playing the long game because it's June, folks. I mean, we're crazy, Grant and I. We talk about the Chiefs year-round. You guys are crazy. Listen about the Chiefs year-round because you're listening to this right now. But... I mean, there's still a long wait. We're still a month away from training camp, over a month away from training camp. I mean, there's plenty of time for these things to get done. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I just don't. And like Grant said, this isn't going to be a situation where Chris Jones just doesn't play or where he makes no impact because they're either going to trade him or they're going to sign him and play him. So it'll all be fine. But speaking of training camp, that opens on July 26th for Kansas City. And just a quick notes about that. Mahomes has said that he's working on improving his footwork, which, I mean, if Mahomes improves anything, then obviously it's a good sign for the league MVP. I mean, if you can keep getting better, obviously do it. And uh, Travis Kelsey should be ready to go for a training camp. Yeah. Any well, comments on that? Well, Patrick Mahomes, um, if there is a place that he needs to improve, I would say, yeah, footwork is one of them. Um, there, how many times last season did we see him just get a little bit too much air on the football because he – um, he was his feet were not set, or he wasn't stepping into his throw, or it, I mean, fill in the blank. Um, it, and with Andy Reid, he's definitely going to improve. Um, Andy Reid, as everybody knows, is kind of a quarterback um, whisperer. He got uh, Kevin Cobb. I don't know if you remember Kevin Cobb. Uh, he got Kevin Cobb to be a tradable asset. Um, so if he can do that with Cobb. Uh, imagine what he can do with a league MVP. If he was able to make Donovan McNabb um, what he was in Philadelphia, imagine what he can do with an MVP. So, um, if, like I said, improving footwork is a is a thing that he needs to do. Working within the pocket is another thing that he needs to work on. Um, and so, I, I think that he's only got one place to go, one way to go up, and that's up. Um, so, in in regard to Travis Kelsey. Uh, I was never too worried about him missing very much time. They said that it was just a routine cleanup. You see a lot of players get those. Um, So it's great that Kelsey's going to be ready. Hopefully he will be um, in tip-top shape. I agree with everything you said. I mean, obviously it's going to be great if Mahomes can improve because that means you're improving on a historic season in the NFL and for the Chiefs franchise. Uh, And then also, yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey was never a red flag for me. I never thought he'd miss actual NFL games, Uh, maybe miss preseason, maybe miss training camp. 
Uh, but, I mean, still, it's, it's better to be healthy uh, earlier than rather than later, obviously. Uh, but now let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. What Grant has been dying to talk about all week long, really his entire life. I let's mean, just you're not it. totally wrong. Jalen Ramsey. So. Jalen Ramsey's uh, not happy in Jacksonville. Not at all. I can't not, not say happy I blame him. So, Grant, tell okay, us about Jalen so, Ramsey. Um, Jalen Ramsey recently said that he would not take a hometown discount to continue to play in Jacksonville and that they would be having to pay him a lot of money. He would have to be one of the highest paid corners in football, if not the highest paid corner in football, uh, and fill in the blank with whatever else he said that's fluff. But that's basically the baseline. But all right, so here's the thing. If the Chiefs want Jalen Ramsey... They might have to make a trade for him. If they want to get a – like, I don't think he's going to get cut. He'll be held at least for this year. Um, but I think there's a scenario in which the Chiefs could say, hey, Jacksonville, uh, would you like some return on Jalen Ramsey, say a first-round pick? And I I would be interested to know what the um, what the team would think about that uh, with – with Ramsey, until last year, he was one of the best corners in football. So I, like I said, like I, I can't imagine a scenario in which the Chiefs would just completely ignore this situation. Um, so if he's unhappy and wants more money, then yeah, I think the Chiefs should pay it to him uh, and offer up that first round pick because yes, draft packs, picks are important, but if you're finishing um, first in the AFC or winning a lot of games, you're essentially having a second-round pick. So I would trade that in a heartbeat for Jalen Ramsey. And all you people on Twitter who keep saying, not happening, not happening, that's A, not helpful. B, you don't know that. (laughs) C, you're just wrong about Ramsey not being a piece that the Chiefs need. And, uh, I mean, I could just go on and on probably all the way to Z. Um, but we add Ramsey, we completely change the direction of the football team. The entire defense looks different. Um, you shut down one side of the field, essentially. If you have Kendall Fuller in the slot, that shuts down two alleyways. Then you just have um, you have a safety over the top for help uh, on the other side. And then, boom, you have one of the better defenses in football um, when you thought you would be finishing to the middle of the pack. So if the Chiefs wanted to win a Super Bowl and want to win it soon, Jalen Ramsey might be available, and there's a lot of reasons to um, make that trade. I agree. I, I, I mean, it, it's pretty simple. Jalen Ramsey's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. You could argue he's the best if you really wanted to, but I'm not going to get into the semantics of the whole thing. He's one of the best, and if he's not happy in Jacksonville and Jacksonville's willing to move him, you have to make a play for him. You just have to. I mean, I mean, you are in a win-now window, especially with Mahomes, and especially with Mahomes on a rookie contract. You have to try. And look at this year's draft. Would you have rather had Frank Clark or the 29th pick? Frank Clark. Would you rather have Jalen Ramsey or the 29th Jaylen pick? Jalen Ramsey. It's not that hard. The, the equations aren't that hard. If you have to get up two first-round picks for an elite, elite, elite cornerback, 
plus a third and a fifth, do it. Because you add him in with your already now overhauled defense, with your new defensive coordinator, and with your explosive offense, something that Jacksonville couldn't give that Jaguars defense a few years back whenever they were trotting out Blake Bortles out there. You have to go for it, and you have to pay whatever it costs. Because I'd rather the Chiefs swing and miss than be like the Boston Celtics who just keep saying, okay, well, we have time, we have these assets, we have time, we have these assets, and now they're losing Kyrie Irving, they're losing Al Horford, they're losing all their assets. So just go for it. Just do it. And to the people who say it's not happening, we don't know anything. I mean, until Adam Scheffner says something, we don't know anything. That's the truth. I mean, look, again, to talk about basketball for a second, when Paul George requested a trade, nobody in their right mind said that he was going to go to Oklahoma City. But at midnight on July 1st that year, he was in Oklahoma City. I mean, none of this stuff makes sense. Who would have thought that those reports about Odell going to the Browns were legit? Nobody did at first, but then it became more credible, and it actually happened. We don't know anything that's going on. No one is wiretapped into Brett Beach's phone that I know of. So we don't know who's going to trade, what he can trade for, what is not possible. And frankly, we still don't even know if, if he's truly available, although usually when a player is making this much of a fuss, they are available. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, should the Chiefs do it? Absolutely. What would it take? Probably a couple first-round picks, if not a first-round pick coupled with a good player. Uh, but I would do it. I, I would do it. And that brings me to my next scenario. If I tell you, Grant, that the Chiefs give up Chris Jones and nothing else, and the Jaguars give up Jalen Ramsey to the Chiefs and nothing else, a one-for-one swap, no strings attached, Chris Jones is not promising a contract extension with the Jaguars, you're also not getting that promise from Jalen Ramsey. What do you say, yes or no, for this year? This is a tough thing for me to do because I love Chris Jones. Um, But if we're looking at the trajectory of where the NFL is going, uh, it is now a passing league. Um, Everybody throws the ball more than runs. Pass rush is also proven to not be as important as it once was. I think you have to go with the corner. Um, And that's, that's cutting out all emotion attached, of course, because Chris Jones has been... Uh, mm-hmm. One of the, my favorite defensive players in Kansas City for a part of a decade. Um, so, I, um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think you you go for Jalen Ramsey um, over Jones. Now, if we're talking about who says yes and who says no, I think that um, that Jacksonville would be more likely to say no. Um, just because they have that skill set already on their team. They have mm-hmm. some interior defensive linemen who are very talented. Now, you could make the argument that maybe they want to go all out and they want to have the best of the best of the best. Chris Jones is of, is within arm's length of um, Aaron Donald, so maybe that's your argument uh, if you want to become the best defensive front in football. Um, but... Yeah, um, I think that they would say no. Uh, I would say yes to Ramsey no matter what. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, you have to cut all emotions because Chris Jones is a fan favorite. He's one of my favorites, if not my favorite player on the Chiefs right now. And, I mean, selfishly for us, 
I mean, despite us not being exactly Adam Scheffner or somebody, we are content creators and and kind of you know kind of media members, but not officially. Uh, so Chris Jones is good for business, not only on the field, but I mean, he's one of the only Chiefs that actually talk and then actually gives good, funny, like interviews. So obviously, you can use him for a lot of content and, and you know for selfishly for our purposes. But yes, I mean, I would absolutely do this deal, and I agree. I think that. If there's a team that's going to say, no, it's the Jaguars, uh, could you talk them into say, hey, you know, if we give you Chris Jones and you have that elite offense, uh, defensive front, then that makes your entire defense better. All of your cornerbacks who are now having to step up after you give up Jalen Ramsey, that makes them better because now you have everyone attacking the, the, the passer. Uh, but I still think that they'd probably say no. But then again... I mean, is anyone going to offer a more elite player than Chris Jones? You know, you don't know. No one knows, uh, or even if Chris Jones is available. But it was just a fun hypothetical to lead us into our last two hypotheticals that I think are pretty fun to talk about. So the first one is that you get an all-expense-paid trip. I'm talking gas, airfare, whatever you need to get there, whatever you need when you're there to eat, drink, and be happy. The ticket for a, a prime location wherever you want, you get a free ticket wherever you want, not some crappy ticket. You get everything for one Chiefs home game. And you can't go to any other Chiefs game on your own ticket. You, This is the only game you get to go to if you take this deal. Okay. Which for game are you picking? a home game or an away game? Home game. Home game. Um, My answer's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. Um... Oh, it's pretty easy. Pretty easy. I'm going to go with... The Chiefs do have a great home slate, though. I will say that. Home game. Man. Um, I think their away slate is actually better. Um, But I would probably choose to go to the primetime Indianapolis Colts game on October 6th. Wow. Why? I mean, that's... That's a pretty good one. I mean, really, there's no bad answer because we're not going to pick, like, you know, a, a terrible game, obviously. Uh, but that's really interesting. Because, I mean, it's like... Now, I think that the only choices you have are three. I think you narrow it down to three. You have the Colts, you have the Packers, and you have the Texans. Those are your three that you can pick from. No one wants to go watch Kirk Cousins... We can watch a divisional game anytime we want. I think those are the big three, and you're going to take the Colts. For me, it's a no-brainer. It's NFL 100. It's prime time. It's Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes. It's Green Bay versus Kansas City. Now, you may see a better football game, but I'll have the better theatrics of the of the whole, of the whole, whole thing. Wow. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll have Mahomes versus Rodgers. I'll have Sunday Night Football. I'll have, you know, NFL 100 celebration. You know, I'll have it I all. Mean, I'll have Arrowhead the probably. I'm choosing, I think the loudest it'll be all year. The reason I'm choosing the Colts is because both of these teams have been talked about um, for the last two off seasons about how how good they're going to be. It's going to be uh, these two teams for the for the for the future of the AFC. Now, I think that's true, but you also have to take into consideration. Um, the Chiefs' connections that the Colts have. I mean, Justin Houston is returning to Arrowhead. Uh, you have to take into consideration um, Chris Ballard is the GM. Uh, the the Colts' uh, playoff loss last season to the Chiefs. Um, so I think that there's there are some 
theatrics involved with this game. Uh, and it also is interesting to see which team has the leg up uh, on this hypothetical adventure as to who is the best team for the future of the AFC. And also the best team in the AFC that year, you know, this upcoming year. I think that your game could dictate a lot more uh, standings-wise, and I think your game could even be the better game because, frankly, I don't think the Packers are going to be all that good, and I think the Chiefs are going to be very good. But I just want to see, in person, at Arrowhead, Mahomes, Rodgers, and whatever special events they'll have for NFL 100 that night, as that's the Chiefs' night to celebrate. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a there's a really wrong answer out of the three I listed. I think that if you pick like the Vikings and one to see Kirk Cousins go into town, then you're probably out of your mind. But yeah, I, I think that your your choice is probably the better football game. Just looking at it from a, a football fan and even a Chiefs fan. I mean, you laid out some very good points, but I think that it'll be pretty fun to watch. Mahomes v. I think that's a fair point. I think that's my only, like, argument, just Mahomes-Rogers. I mean, how many times are they going to match up in the regular season in Kansas City? Uh, You know, they're obviously never going to match up in Kansas City or Green Bay in the playoffs, and they'll they'll play, you know, they might play a neutral site Super Bowl game, maybe, but at this rate that the Packers are going, I, I don't know if that's even realistic. So there's not many opportunities for these two teams to meet again. Whereas I think that there are going to be plenty of chances to watch Andrew Luck. That might be true, but this could be the dawning of the era. So maybe that's uh, that's part of it. That's true. So, all right, that's what I got for that. This could be the start of the newest rivalry in the NFL, of of, of Luck versus Mahomes, the way we had Manning and Brady. But I think that there's another rivalry that is more prevalent right now and will form next season. And that's... That's Mahomes versus Brady. It's already a little bit of a rivalry. So if we're going to do the flip side, are we doing the flip side? The of uh, if we could choose an all expense away team. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, if that's the case, I'm choosing the Patriots. And I, I would I would kind of shame you if you said anything other than the Patriots or the Bears. But if you chose the if you chose the Bears over the Patriots, you said that they had a good road slate. This road slate is awful. They play the. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe it's I, well, a, in the sense of having variety. You, I'm not picking to go see the play, them play the Titans in Tennessee. Yeah, but the Bears, the Bears are fun, or the Jag, or the Jaguars in 150 degree heat where the, I'm gonna but die. The, but the Bears, but the Bears. That's why I chose them because the Bears are a really interesting team, and it would be super offense versus super defense. So that's part of the reason I chose that's that. That's true. The, I said the road slate was so good, but it's really not now looking at it more closely because they play the Lions and the Jags and the Titans. Those are all pretty blah teams. So, um, yeah, no, it, definitely the Patriots. Uh, that's the one that I would choose in that situation. Uh, I think that there's already been kind of a little bit of a rivalry between Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Now, if we're talking rivalries in general. I think there is an argument that the Chiefs and the Patriots have one brewing. Uh, They've met several times. They've gotten each other's uh, goat a couple times. Uh, So, where did that expression come from? Where did get your own goat? Okay. I have no idea. But they got each other's goat. Okay? We're just going to go with that. So, 
If you know where that saying comes from, tweet at us at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S or at Grant T M N Cattle. Yeah. So about goats. Enough about goats. Other than uh, Mahomes, well, I mean besides and, Mahomes. Uh, Tom Brady obviously are the goats. So get your goats kind of makes sense and is kind of fun in that situation. But anyway, the Patriots Chiefs rivalry is forming right before our eyes, and it could be the the hypothetical passing of the torch um, that we keep hearing about that keeps not happening. Um, and so if this year is the year that Tom Brady starts falling apart, which I think it is, uh, we've talked about that before, hot take, hot take, hot take, um, eventually it's got to stop being a hot take. I was just about to uh, But, <laughs> um, yeah, that's the one I would choose to go to uh, as long as I had security around me because uh, Boston fans are terrible. So... Anyway, that's what I got. Yeah, that's true. Get out of here. Boston fans don't even need you, Boston. Seriously. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, if you think about it, if you, if you really believe that this Patriots team is not going to be very good and that they're going to struggle to even win the division, as you said a couple weeks ago. Now, you could back off that take if you wanted, but a couple weeks ago you said that they're going to struggle to win the, the Bills, division. Man. Then the Bills. The they're the coming. Jets. The Jets are coming. Now the Dolphins aren't, but those two teams maybe. Yeah, the, the Dolphins are staying at home. They're going to sit yeah. this one out. All right, they'll get them next they time. Uh, but it, it, seriously, though, if you believe that the Patriots could be free falling, then it's not like you're playing the Patriots in Week Two. I mean, you're playing them in Week Fourteen. So this could literally be the end of the Patriots' contention, or put them significantly behind in, in the contention for the division or wild card or whatever you want to look at for them uh and this could be Mahomes knocking out Tom Brady for the first time in his career and like you said I mean how many other times you're gonna get to say that that you were there to see Mahomes knock out Brady uh I don't think it'll be the last time you get to say that if it happens but it'll be close to it you think I mean, Brady's be gonna pretty play cool. till he's like 50 uh but as much as I just destroyed you for your road game take I'm taking a different road game it's not going to Tennessee though I'm going to Chicago. I get it. First of all, it's a primetime game. I think that's always more fun. Primetime game. Going to probably be snowing in Chicago, so that's always I hate interesting. Snow games. You're going to be you're going to be Matt Nagy, Andy Reid. You're going to be super offense, super defense, as you said. Two teams that are going to be each trying to keep uh, boosting their resume as they each try to fight for the number one seed in their respective conferences. It's going to be a fun game, and that's December 22nd, a nice little early Christmas present for uh, for somebody. Uh, prime time again in Chicago, and I just think that, honestly, thinking about it also, if this was a real scenario, I mean, it's, it's a lot cooler to go to Soldier Field, I think, and a lot more historic than going to Foxborough. Obviously, Foxborough's cool, but I think that, that the allure of Foxborough is more so for the players than it is for the fans, whereas being in Soldier Field or Arrowhead... It's you know it's for the fans as well. I think it'll be cool to experience that if this was really happening. I don't hate your take, but um, I think you're gonna see that my take is superior because the Patriots era is coming to an end next season. Lock it in. It's happening. The Jets are gonna surprise people. The Bills are gonna surprise people. Lock it in. I mean, people have been saying it for years, but um, this time it's gonna be correct. But now we're going to lock it in after this they've been the saying one. it for years. This is the one. This is the time. 
Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, they're gonna they're gonna go. Josh Allen MVP. Lock it in. MVP. Probably gonna win the Russian title again. (laughs) But that was the most that was the most respectful debate I've ever heard in my life. I don't hate your take, but I also don't think it's as good as mine. Like that was very. See, we are the the cold the the uh, cordial version of first take. We did well. What we are. Pat ourselves on the back. Proud of you. <laughs> Golf claps a little bit. But let's get into some NFL news because we're almost at the 40-minute mark and we don't want to keep you here all day. So we're gonna, we already covered the Chiefs. We're going to cover the NFL and the rest, uh, the AFC West and the rest right now. First of all, this story came out yesterday that Matthew Stafford broke his back but still played all 16 games last that year. Are you kidding it. me? <laughs> what could you do with the broken back? Seriously, I don't care about the, I don't care about the football player on the field, the performance. I just care about that he went out there for 16 games with a broken back. Yeah, I mean he wasn't very good last year. If we're being honest, I, I could see that he was no, banged up. Um, so it's not super surprising, but it is surprising that he was able to do that. Um, if I had a broken back, I feel like I would. I'm a, I'm a wimpy kind of guy that would just complain and cry. cry all the time and want, like, to be weighted on hand and foot. Not move so, out of bed? Um, to have a little bell on your, on your uh, nightstand yeah, to exactly. ring every day you need no, some water? And, and, I, and I would I would, I would, I would do, like, that, that thing where I would, like, move just a little bit and then, like, to let everybody know that I'm injured, I would go, I would make, like, sounds like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. like a, like a, um... Peter Griffin kind of thing. ASMR <sighs> with Arrowhead Addicts podcast. <sighs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I just thought this was a funny story. I mean, I don't know how he played the broken back. I remember whenever Tony Romo tried to do this and it lasted like a half in Miami. Uh, but more credit to him. I mean, he got it out. Not very well. I mean, he didn't play very well. But still, to, to even get up for an NFL game. For 16 games with a broken back is yeah, incredible. No, I uh, I think that that's, um, that's kind of cool that he uh, was able to do that. But yeah, he he stunk last year. So I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't very good, but also it was pretty cool. Uh, Carson Wentz signed for 128 million dollars, north of 107 million guaranteed, with the Philadelphia Eagles. What? How much is Patrick Mahomes going to cost, right, first of so all? So here's what's going to happen. Patrick Mahomes is going to have another great season, and then he's going to say the same thing that Russell Wilson said mm-hmm. to the Seahawks. I deserve a percentage of the salary mm-hmm. cap, and I think the Chiefs are going to give it to him. And that's going to happen because the Chiefs have never, A, never had the quarterback uh, that can get it done like him, uh, and B... Because Patrick Mahomes can get whatever he wants because he's Patrick Mahomes. So I think that that's going to happen. He'll probably get like a fourth or something ridiculous of the the salary cap. Not really because that would be insane. But like a a pretty good portion and um, people are just going to have to deal with it. Uh, The collective bargaining agreement that's inevitable uh, is coming and there'll be more money flow and Patrick Mahomes will want security and he's going to get paid, so deal with it. Yeah, okay. 
I think you give Mahomes a blank check and say, hey, you fill it out, whatever you see fit. Let's let's we'll figure it out later. We'll figure out the salary cap and and the ramifications on the back end. You just fill this out for us and leave it on our desk Monday morning. We'll figure it out. You give Mahomes whatever he wants. But if Carson Wentz is getting upwards of 107 million guaranteed, more than Russell Wilson, at some point this has to stop. I mean, Carson Wentz is a good player, but he has tremendous injury concerns, and he got over 107 million guaranteed. Which leads us to our next question, which, I mean, obviously Mahomes, though. There's no, there's no stopping Mahomes. Mahomes is getting that blank check, and I think that he might be one of the last quarterbacks ever to get that blank check and say, hey, do whatever you need to do. We'll, you know, Just name your price, we'll match you. Uh, but the Cowboys have a chance to, to rewrite this precedent of you have to pay even serviceable quarterbacks a crazy amount of money. Because they haven't paid Dak insert Prescott yet. Laugh. And in my opinion, insert laugh track. Yeah, well, I'll go look for some Seinfeld <laughs> laughing after this. Uh, but in my opinion, when Carson Wentz is healthy, he's a much better quarterback than <laughs> Dak Prescott. In fact, I would even go as far to say that Carson Wentz is a very good quarterback when he's healthy. Not elite. If he's above above average, he's he's not above average. He's he's a, he's a step above that. But he's not healthy, not healthy enough to give him all this money. Uh, but for Dak, I would actually say that he is below average as a quarterback himself. And his system of having Zeke his first year and that incredible offensive line his first year has made him look a lot better than he actually to is. To all you Dak and so truthers if the Cow- out there. To all you Dak truthers, Uh-oh. Dak is not a good quarterback Dak Prescott is like if Alex Smith like was not good if Alex Smith was below serviceable and lost a lot of games but had a really good defense so everybody kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt Dak Prescott stop giving me this Dak Prescott stuff I listening to Skip Bayless talk about him being one of the best quarterbacks just makes my brain hurt makes my heart fall out of my chest because it is just the dumbest thing and I'm done with it. I mean, I mean, you want to pay Dak Prescott, you're going to be in trouble for the next decade. Uh, so that's that's really what I got about it. But I, I had to get that off my chest because Dak truthers are the worst. They are. And, and I mean, Cowboys fans in general are the worst. Let's just yeah. call it what it is. Add us. Uh, Add us, yeah. Cowboys fans. I mean, Dak Prescott is We're not ready good. for you. Yeah, go ahead, at Ryland underscore Styles and at Grant T.M. and Tuttle. And also, tell us why you're at the 45-minute uh, mark and still listening to a Chiefs podcast, yeah, you crazy you animal. Cowboys fan. But, yeah, we don't even play you guys this year. No, just kidding. Okay. But, seriously, though, if this doesn't end with Dak Prescott, if this whole throwing Kirk Cousins $84 million guaranteed, throwing Nick Foles however much he got guaranteed, throwing Carson Wentz $107 million guaranteed, if this doesn't end... This gravy train of money for quarterbacks doesn't end with Dak Prescott. It's never going to end. It's gotten too far out of hand, and I just feel sorry for NFL organizations who don't have Mahomes because I'm comfortable giving Mahomes any amount of money he wants because I truly get, I truly believe that if you took away Tyreek Hill, if you took away Travis Kelsey, if you took away Sammy Watkins, that Mahomes can still make this thing work. He can still make an offense go, especially with Andy Reid. Now, it's a benefit to him that he has Andy Reid, but I think he can still make things go without his elite targets. Dak Prescott has proven 
that he cannot make anything happen on his own besides a couple scrambles a game where he picks up a gritty five yards and you say to, on Twitter, Cowboy fans, that's, that's why you pay him because of his grit and determination. Yeah, that can get you five yards. I don't want five yards. I want a Super Bowl. And Dak Prescott is not going to get you that. So why on earth would you pay him? And if you're Dak Prescott, you're going to ask for more money than Wentz because he went first. And that's how the market has always gone. Whoever goes first gets screwed. Russell Wilson went first, so Carson Wentz got more than him. Carson Wentz went first, so Dak is probably going to get more than him if the trend continues. But eventually, NFL organizations, and God help us because our our hopes and dreams of this are in the Cowboys' hands, but NFL organizations have to say, no, enough is enough. Dak Prescott, you're not worth that money. You can either sign this deal or you can walk in free agency. And that's the one thing that the Redskins got right in their franchise history. They didn't fall into the Kirk Cousins trap, but instead they undid their good deed and traded for Alex Smith, which helped the Chiefs because they got Kendall Fuller out of the deal. But for the Redskins' standpoint, all they did was get an older version of Kirk Cousins. But nonetheless, they need to let Dak walk. I mean, you can find Dak Prescott's everywhere if you really need one, especially with how good that offensive line is, especially with how good Zeke is. They could find Dak Prescott's laying on the street right now. I, I mean, I, I don't want to say that you can find average quarterbacks everywhere because we lived through the era of Matt Castle because he was just so far below average. But, like, yeah, no, I, I know that everybody's like, why does he keep bringing up Matt Castle? It's because Matt Castle killed my soul, and this is why I'm like this. It's Matt Castle's fault. But you can't find average quarterbacks everywhere, but they got to know their their value. I am so tired of, of this Dak Prescott being a top 10 quarterback. The, the, it's the same with the Joe Flacco. Is Joe Flacco elite discussion? No. No. The answer is no. It's never been that way. The guy is, is a guy that can run a little bit. He can. He's tough. He can take hits. He can make a few throws. But all in all, he's, he's just an average run-of-the-mill guy. So he should get paid like one, not like a, a Peyton Manning in his prime. So, anyway, that's my that's my viewpoint on Dak. Yeah, and obviously he's better than Landry Jones. Yeah. But I mean, if if you if you if next year you tell if next year you tell um, Dak to walk and you pay Teddy Bridgewater, are you that much worse as a football team? No. If you have Teddy Bridgewater instead of Dak, no. No. If you pay Blake Bortles, are you that much worse? I mean, surely you'll take a, a tiny drop back, a tiny step back. But, I mean, you're not going to be astronomically worse than you were this year. If you would have, you know, paid Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, if you get him away from Miami, are you that much worse? I, I don't think so. So that, and then, of course, we're not even talking about the draft and what players could be available, you know, to you later in, in the draft the way Dak was. So I don't think there's a need to break the bank for Dak Prescott. They probably will because that's the nature of the NFL. But we'll see how that goes. That's all I have on on Dak Prescott. Yep, that's that's what I got too. Those Dak truthers at me. I'm ready for you. Yeah, come at us, Dak truthers. We'll just show you gifts of of Patrick Mahomes. I'll send you the one that uh, Josh Briscoe made where it's, you know, him with the fire behind him, like the Elmo gift, oh, yeah. you know? I'm sure yeah. you've seen it. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, that's my favorite one good. right there. Anyway, it's a good. it was a good yeah. first show back, Grant. We got over 50 minutes. 
do you have any final words any final thoughts any final opinions um yo uh everybody just chill out yo that's always a yeah, good start just chill out everybody just chill uh things are cool um chris jones isn't paid tyreek hill is not in jail um the, what else the, the, the casey star is not the devil um what else Burke Pryor, Burke Pryor is not Pryor. terrible. Burke, Burke Pryor, Pryor is very is good. One of hell's She's demons. She's great at her job, either. even I'd say. Uh, I just y'all need to just chill out. I know Chiefs Twitter is exciting and fun all the time, but y'all are exhausting. So, I, I mean, I don't need. I don't mean to insult everybody, but but also like and subscribe. Yeah, please, please uh, let me insult you and then ask for your forgiveness and comments and ratings and subs- subscriptions, but. Yeah, just everybody chill. We we're in we're in June. We're not even July yet. Just chill. Okay. Can you imagine what Chiefs Twitter is going to be like after the first loss of this uh, year? not good. Um it never it's never good. Cuz last year was fun. It was exciting leading up to the year. Everyone wanted to see what Mahomes was going to do, but there was also that that sense of nervousness, that sense of well, what if he's not good? What if these stories about him throwing all these interceptions in training camp are real? There was always the the waiting for the other shoe to drop because we're Chiefs fans. But this year, you know, obviously you have your middle ground people who are reasonable. But this year, you have a large portion of the fan base who just think that they're going to go sixteen yeah. and zero. So, I and and I can't blame you because you just you have a quarterback that's throwing fifty touchdowns per year, uh, but. They're obviously not going to go 16-0. So after that first loss, which the Chiefs are never going to get blown out this year at all. I guarantee you that. If they do, I'll I'll do something embarrassing on the podcast or, or otherwise. They're not going to get blown out this year. So every loss is going to hurt that they take because it's going to be close and it's going to be a game you could have had. So after that first heartbreaking loss, I just want to sit back and for us as a show and it's, and it's fans of the show to sit back, not tweet, just sit back, and watch the world melt down, collect your thoughts, and then tweet. Because right now, you monsters are on a rampage and seeking blood anywhere you can get it, from Brooke Pryor to anyone who who voices something even remotely not in the brightest light of the Chiefs. So let's all take a deep breath. And like Grant said, let's relax. It's June. We're hanging out. Chiefs have a good football team. We're not, we're not the Dolphins heading into a season that's going to end with us hoping for the number one pick. We're heading into the season hoping that it ends with us celebrating a Super Bowl. So let's enjoy that, and let's enjoy the build-up yeah, to it. Yeah, so I'm going to give you the Aaron Rodgers treatment. R-E-L-A-X. Relax, Chiefs fans. Just relax. We're good. We're good now. We're fine. All right. That's what I got. Everybody have a good day now. All right. Yeah, have a good day, guys. And Grant, enjoy your new car. Enjoy being a Kansas State Wildcat. Enjoy your new fiance, and uh, yeah, enjoy you moving bet. to Iowa soon. I mean, goodness gracious, like you're said, pretty busy. Busy man. Uh, but for everyone who stuck with us through you know our first episode to now, and even through that kind of dip in content, although I still think we did a pretty good job, all things considered, of getting stuff up. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, for those of you just joining us now on this episode, we also appreciate you. But for everyone listening, in the sound of my voice, please like subscribe review 
Follow us on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R Y L E N underscore S T I L E S and at Grant Tuttle at Grant T M N Tuttle. Uh, and tell us what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show. Read arrowheadaddict.com. I mean, it's it's the best chief site, and recently you've seen that site a lot on Bleacher Report. So, obviously, we're doing something right over there. Uh, yeah, so just follow the website, follow us on Twitter, um, and relax. Be good and be good to one another. This has been the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. as a part of the Fansided Podcasting Network. We'll see you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.